0: this is questions of faith on radio maria and today we have father toby lee presenting on our program hello father toby lee
1: hello helena and uh, a very good morning to to our listeners it's a absolutely gorgeous day here down in london i know i probably should be praying for rain but i'm quite enjoying this nice weather we we need rain soon but i'll enjoy today um
0: Amen. Amen. Nice and
1: sunny in Cambridge.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Uh, I've 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 fully committed to opening all the windows at the end at the early part of the evening and then shutting them and blocking them with curtains uh, in the morning. So we've got this new system down in our house: close, open, close, open. And we've done the same in the studio. So we've gotten some fresh Holy Spirit air through the through the office.
1: <laughs> Good. Good. Okay, well, let, let's begin with a, a prayer today. In, yes. in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the the gift of our faith, and we thank you for the the gift of our, of our of our of our intellect, which you you gave us, so that we might come to to know you more fully, and and knowing you more fully in all your in all your glory and all your goodness, that we might love you more and more so that we ask that in our in our questioning and in our in our searching today that all our answers might lead us closer closer to you and uh keep alive in us that that faith and that hope which one day will will bring us to the glory of the resurrection and to eternal life with you in heaven where we shall where we shall see you as you are and uh and, and i think have no 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 more questions but just no love and we ask for the the intercession of of all the angels that they might enlighten our our minds and our and our intellects and we pray now that that our lady might also intercede for that that purity of heart which disposes us to the truth hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
1: Okay, so before we go to our first question, just to remind our listeners that we are broadcasting live and we uh, absolutely welcome um, any any questions which you might have, perhaps something's been on your mind, perhaps um, one of our questions or e- even an answer sort of is another another question in your in your mind so do feel free to, to call in the the number is 01223 4 that's 01223 and so our first question today somebody emailed to us um, and it says Jeremiah has been turning up in mass these last few weeks and I'm a bit lost can you give a summary of his story and who he's talking to? And I have to confess, when I first read this question, I thought that this had this had come in the in the, in the wrong place. And it was um somebody referring for help for a, a man called Jeremiah who'd been turning up in their church and was a little bit <laughs> lost and in, and in need of help. And how, how how could how could we best reach out to him? And then I suddenly had a sort of, you know. Homer Simpson moment: a big "do," and uh, (laughs) and realised the person was talking about the uh, the prophet Jeremiah. Um, So, yes.
0: Oh, tell us about Jeremiah, the prophet. My answer is more
1: sophisticated than my initial reaction to the question. (laughs) Um, But Jeremiah is um, of one of what we call the sort of the major prophets in the in the Old Testament. Um, Major, just sort of distinguishing from the minor prophets in that, that their books are uh are much more substantial and, and much longer and um jeremiah fo- follows on after the prophet isaiah and before the the book of lamentations and and the book has 52 chapters so it's a it's a pretty big book you know it's longer than 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 any of the of of the of the gospels um jeremiah was born in uh, 645 BC and his and his prophet's and prophecy begins in in the year 627 BC and we have the, the information that we have about him is both from his uh his, his his prophecies um but also from some of the other books of the old testament like kings and chronicles which tell us about him and um he prophesied sort of on and off uh, from six to seven, and until the fall of Jerusalem in in five hundred and eighty seven BC, and he was living at a time of of war and great social sort of turmoil, and so that that helps us un, understand the sort of the the sorrow and the and the distress over over sin, which which comes com, comes across in his in his in his prophecy. And he lived to see the the destruction of Jerusalem and and the temple, and his his people, you know, leaving the the their promised land, leave leaving what God had had promised them because of their because of their sin and going to exile in, in Babylon. And so, if there's a a sort of an atmosphere of of Darkness and despair even amongst the you know with hope piercing through that that's why, and so the dominant theme of Jeremiah I would say is is just the devastating consequences of sin um and how sin inevitably brings sorrow, and how even if God pardons sin, we still have to suffer the the consequences of it and and that's something i think because uh, maybe we get confused sometimes as Catholics, but it's certainly one thing that, that non-Catholics get confused about us. They, they think that we often have this understanding that if we go to, we can do whatever we like, and then you just go to confession and it's all right. Then, like the amount of times people um sort of make that joke about me, oh, you know, so fine, you can just, you know, go do that. And then you just say, see a priest and you're sorry. And, and it's like, it never happened. And that's not, that's not not true because we still live with the 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 temporal consequences of our of 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 our, of our sin and, and an analogy might be a sort of you know a husband who promises his wife he he won't he won't go to the to the to the pub tonight and he goes to the to the pub and he ends up getting drunk and he says sorry to his to his wife um, for going to the pub, and she says, "Okay, that that's okay. I've I forgive you." But he still has his hangover the next morning. Um, the sort of forgiveness of his wife doesn't affect the consequences of his sin, and and you know, we have to live with the temporal consequences because we are not inconse- inconsequential. And so Jeremiah sort of shows us that the the punishments of of God are, are designed not just as sort of arbitrary punishment because God likes to see us suffer, but rather God punishes the sinner in order to, in order to heal us, to bring us to repentance and a change of heart. So his punishments are are purifying and, and parents will, will know that, you know, take no delight in, in, in punishing their kids, particularly when you have to say that a a fun activity you were going to do together can, can no longer happen, but you realize actually it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be love to pretend that the, the bad thing that they've done, and and you know, it isn't isn't bad, and can just be ignored. Because if patterns of sin don't get broken early on, then then they become sort of habitual, and uh, and and then we're in in real real trouble. I could say a lot more about the the prophet Jeremiah. One one thing I'd really recommend, like the whoever asked this question. It's really good to be thinking about who 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 are these people writing and, and where do they fit into the 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 big picture. Um and on that I'd uh, I'd really recommend there's a book by Jeff Cavins, who some of you may have heard um because he's involved in sort of Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in a year podcast. But his book, Walking with God gives you a really good overview of of salvation history and how everything fits together and then there's also a, another excellent book by a, a Jesuit priest Father Kenneth Baker which I'd recommend called Inside the Bible and that's an introduction to to each book of the of of the Bible and I've I found that really really helpful
0: It's so funny that you just mentioned Bible in a year because we are on day 224 uh, if you've been up to date, like, so some people aren't staying up to date. I just caught up yesterday and we started Jeremiah today, Father Toby.
1: Excellent. I know. Excellent.
0: So I know a little bit about it, but listeners, oh, here's some juicy little tidbits about Jeremiah that Father Toby did not share. And uh, I don't know yet because we haven't read, but here we go. Uh, at one point, he is thrown into a cistern. Uh, is that a cistern like a toilet? Is that what we're talking about, Father Toby?
1: Well, we wouldn't have had toilets as such, but like a, you know, a sort of sewage it... well or something
0: gross gross he's, he's also he's known as like the the um the sad the weeping prophet and one thing that's different between him jeremiah and ezekiel who in the order of things you kind of read you learn about ezekiel first um ezekiel had a wife and towards the end god said listen your wife's gonna die and As part of your prophecy, you can't weep for her because this is going to prophesy how the people are not going to weep when the temple is torn apart. Whereas Jeremiah is not uh, allowed to get married. And he's got this. And we, we, I don't want to. Father Mike says it's not a lonely world. He's got a he's got a treasure go through and, and keep going, keep going. And perhaps by having him alone in this mission, in this prophesizing and, and speaking to the people, it it's better than having someone else also have to go along with him and suffer so much. So uh, listeners out there, uh, if you are uh, alone, single, by choice, by not by choice, do know that God is going to do such good work. You already know this, listeners. God is going to do such good work through you and through what you're doing and you are going to be a blessing to all of us. So just like Jeremiah, sad life as he had, has been such an important part of our salvation history. And listeners, you will be the same.
1: Yeah, and I think it's 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 okay to say that Jeremiah was lonely because that gets the gets the part of something that 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 sin sin does and that sin isolates. And it's not it's not always. You know, my sin that isolates me. Sometimes it can be the sin of those around me that that isolates me. When, when I refuse to give in to that, and I want to persist in trying to live the good, that can be that can be isolating, and it can cause cause suffering. But we remember that it's that it's for a, a greater good. And in the same way, in the in the life of a priest or a religious or somebody who who finds themselves alone simply because they haven't found the the right person, it's okay to. To acknowledge that that loneliness, but then hopefully that that loneliness causes us to to seek out Christ more and more, and to and to serve Christ more and more in others. Um, so before we go to our, our wait, wait, our wait, wait.
0: Next... one more one more quote, one more quote from Father, uh, from Jeremiah. Uh, okay. he's got uh, so just to you know, like, how oh, I remember, but he's got that beautiful quote that we all keep in our hearts a lot. Is um, and it's from Jeremiah twenty nine. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So take that into your day, listeners, Jeremiah. All right. Sorry, Father Toby, go ahead. Go ahead. That's, a,
1: that's okay. I, I was going to say, I was going to close with one of my uh, favorite quotes from Jeremiah, which is from thirty-one thirty-three which is this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days says the lord i will put my law within them and i will write it upon their hearts and i will be their god and they shall be my people
0: yes amen amen father toby amen
1: oh. okay so i think we uh we might go to a a, a music break yeah. now but i'd invite any if you have any any questions Then please do call in whilst this music is on. The number again is zero one two two three three seven five five six four. That's zero one two two
2: three three seven five five six four. For I know, for I know the plans.
0: Questions of Faith, and that was Tommy Walker Ministries with For I Know. Father Toby, you are back on air. Oh, 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 and good news, good news, Father Toby, good news. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We have a person that has sent in a question. Oh, listeners, I hope you're excited. All right, all right. Um, It's a young person. Uh, I think they're going to tell us their, their age. Have a listen, everyone, to this sent in question. Oh, here we go.
1: I'm Malia and I'm nine years old I would like to know what Jesus wears what
0: Jesus wears from Malia nine years old father Toby can you help a girl out
1: <laughs> Hi, Malia. Um, thanks very much for your for your, for your question I presume you're not after uh, um, Fashion tips off 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 Jesus, but uh, the you more never historical know. <laughs> interest. But who 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 knows? All all fashions come around in 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 the end. Um, anyway, every fashion's uh, cyclical. Um, but it's a really interesting question, sort of what did Jesus wear? Because obviously, in in Christian art, we see so many different depictions of Jesus, and I love um actually the way sort of Jesus is belonging to to different races um and uh, in all different styles of clothing from from different times and periods and it shows that sort of the, the humanity of jesus is, is something that each of us shares in by our by our common humanity but the question really is is really important because sometimes all those different depictions of jesus make us forget that jesus was a jewish man um and uh and and that's very important for us to bear in mind in order to to properly understand who jesus is and and what he's he's doing and in the in the bible we do get a few um a few hints at what jesus was was wearing so in mark uh, six for instance we we know that jesus wore a, a mantle or a, a large shawl with edges or or tassels and we know um that he that he wore was wore sandals um we have that in in several places those would have been the sort of sandals which um you know had leather leather thongs um we think and your feet would have probably got very dirty which is you know why the sort of washing of the feet was was necessary and then um there's a a couple of interesting sort of things which i i want to think about which which tell us something uh sort of quite profound about um jesus The the first the first and and things that we don't normally think of because we think of jesus just as like being very poor and sometimes we think about him as breaking away from from judaism and and i think he did live a very poor life but we're also told when we when we hear about his um his his passion and his death that uh that the that his that his garment was sort of one one piece um and normal clothing of a of a man in palestine would have been a a two two piece garment and you would have been able to sort of divide that easily but we're told that the um the the roman soldiers couldn't 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 divide it and um and so they cast lots and uh and and that having a a one piece tunic points to uh the fact that perhaps Jesus was wearing the the high priest's tunic who the the Jewish high priest would wear a one piece um tunic that was that was se- seamless and we we know that from um a a Jewish writer Josephus who tells us that the uh, the Jewish high priest vesture he says this vesture was not composed of t- two pieces nor was it sewed together upon the shoulders and the side, but it was one long vestment. And so in knowing that uh, that Jesus wore this priestly garment, it's pointing us to the fact that Jesus is the one true high priest um, and that all Catholic priests like me and the priests that I lived with and the priests in your, your parish, Malia, and, and all those who you've met, that we participate in the priesthood of Christ, but our priesthood isn't 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 separate and in, in some ways our own. And then the other really interesting thing I think is in the, that beautiful story of the the woman suffering with with um, hemorrhages for for twelve years and and her healing. And normally in the translations we hear it's like, "If only I can touch his cloak, I shall be cured." But if we look at the sort of original greek um So these touch the the hem or the, the the sort of the tassels and and jewish men traditionally wore a A garment called a, a tallet and on the on the four corners of it were tassels um called the sitiziot. Um, I probably pronounced that terribly Um, but that's my best go and the tassels on the hem of the garment were tied in such a way as to represent the 613 commandments, which can be found in the Old Testament. Maybe you thought they were just just ten. Um, there are obviously ten, which the the Lord gives to to Moses twice. But um, but there's there's 613 commandments to be found in the in the Old Testament. And the woman in sort of touching specifically the hem and the and the tassels of his garment seems to be pointing to the fact. Um, whether she knows it or not at the time that Jesus is the fulfillment of the old testament that everything that the jews were hoping for the encounter not just with the laws but with the the giver of the laws that that was that, that was taking place in this contact with Jesus um so thank you very much for for that question and i hope that that um gives gives you gives you a, a better a better, better idea, um, but if you have any more questions, then we'd we'd love to hear from you.
0: That was amazing, Father Toby. You went from, I would just thought you were going to say sandals to this lovely look, and like it shows his personality as well by understanding his clothing and a bit of what they wore back then. Oh, very very good, Uh Father Toby. We have another question that was emailed in. Uh, would you like to hear it?
2: Yes, please all
0: right right, so this uh listeners, you can email us at info at radio dot u k and we collect them throughout the week and so we don't have many though, so it's more important for you to call us live at o one two two three three seven five five six four but here's one of the questions um in interfaith meetings, is it ever possible to pray along with one another? I'm thinking mainly about Judaism and Islam, uh, but maybe other religions too. Thank you, anonymous emailer. What do you think, Father Toby?
1: Okay, well, that's a, a really good question and um, also sort of quite a, a delicate um, question because we have to be really careful and, and that sometimes that, you know, we all, Jesus desires that we all might be one. Um, and so there's a certain unity which does come about from praying together but jesus also says that you know he he nobody comes to the father but through him and so we have to sort of combine this um this desire for for unity and to be able to to pray with people who believe different things to us as a, as an expression of this desire for unity but we also have to be careful about doing anything which might be seen to um, sort of dilute the uh, the importance of coming to believe in Jesus in order that we can come to believe in uh, come come to know God God the Father. And so the the first thing I I would say about about this question is that and this might look like nitpicking, and it's not. And it's not supposed to be, but I wouldn't speak about interfaith dialogue. I would speak about interreligious dialogue when we're talking about people who belong to to other religions. Um, interfaith dialogue is really something that people who sort of Catholics might have amongst amongst them, themselves or or with other with other other Christians. And why do I say what's the difference between faith and a and a, and a religion? what this is really important for us to to remember that the the catholic understanding of faith is that it's one of what we call the three theological virtues the other two are, are hope and charity and the theological virtues we call them this because they're a gift from god to us and also because they point us to to god and so the gift of faith is is God's gift of enlightening our minds with knowledge of who who he is and enabling us to respond in belief to him. And because faith is God's gift, faith could never be wrong because God doesn't give sort of gifts that, that aren't true. And so somebody who believes in God but who doesn't believe in in Christianity? Um, we would say that they 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 definitely don't have the the fullness of the gift of of faith, and perhaps what they have isn't really faith at all. Insofar as the Christian understands it, that they be, they believe in God, um, and that's good. That they believe in God and much much better than than not believing in God, but that they haven't received God's revelation in uh, in the in the prophecy um of the of the old testament and the and in the fulfillment of all that prophecy in the in the person of uh of jesus jesus christ um who is the sort of that, the face the face of god so that's one thing to sort of be be careful about the difference between interfaith and and into into religious um, Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't have anything to do with people from other religions. It's really, really important that we do. But at the same time, when we have stuff to do with people from other religions, we have to be honest enough with one another to recognize a Muslim thinks I'm wrong because I believe that Jesus is divine and a Muslim doesn't think that Jesus is divine. And in the same way, the the Jewish person doesn't think that Jesus is divine and, and and I do and so we can be we can be respectful of one another while and and being truly respectful um entails not sort of glossing not glossing over that fact and so i would the sort of question i would say is that whenever we're going to pray with people from other religions if we were going to do that do i have to stay stuck do i have to stay silent about jesus in order to in order to pray with them and in order maybe not to 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 offend them and if i have to stay silent about jesus is that really compatible with what it is to be to be christian isn't the job of the christian to to proclaim the good news of um of of jesus christ um not to stay silent about whom saint paul speaks about preaching christ crucified and that's what we're to do so i think what i what i tend to do is, is to say to people other religions that you know i will i will pray pray for you and then often i i when i pray for them privately i pray that they might they might come to to know jesus christ and and that's not Sort of out of malice, but because of the the joy that I've had in my life coming to know Jesus Christ and I want them to to share in that um so it's a bit of a, a sensitive and a and a delicate issue um and I've, I've I've prayed over like for Muslim patients in the in the hospital and and in fact on one occasion I got called called into the to the hospital later um well early in the morning on a on a saturday and in fact it, as i yeah. as i introduced myself to the family outside the room i said hello my name's father toby i'm the the catholic priest um come to pray for your mother and they said oh just so you know father we're not we're not catholics we we're, we're jewish but the rabbi couldn't come because it's the sabbath and we thought it might be nice to have a priest Pray, pray for us, and so there I was able to pray the the Old Testament Psalms, um, which point to the to the coming of Christ, and, and pray that pray that this woman um, might, in uh, in the fullness of God's mercy and in the fullness of time, come to to know her Savior Jesus Christ, the one who the the Jewish Scriptures spoke of.
0: Oh, very! Thank you for sharing that story with us, Father Toby. Thank you. All right. Oh, thank you for that, Father Toby. All right, there we have it. That's
1: my pleasure. So quite a big answer to is, um, but... quite a short question. Um uh, but it it's it's one that people people get quite stressed about and and, and and rightly rightly so because it involves lots of lots of delicate issues and issues of charity and, and unity and not creating offense, but also not staying silent about the about the the truth. Um, so it might be a, a good point, I think, to have another another music break there. And if there is again, just give out the number for any people who want to to call in with a question. Um the number is zero one two two three three seven five five six four. Um please do call. It'd be lovely to to hear from you.
2: Declare who you are. The sun and the moon and the skies and the stars, lightning, hail, the clouds and the snow, all creatures above and all creatures below, mountain hills, valleys and streams, even the raging rivers and oceans sing.
0: Uh, this is Radio Maria, and we've got a oh, we've got a recording for Father Toby. Listeners, we do still have the phone lines open, so you can call in this whole time. Just call in, even if Father Toby's talking. I can talk to you behind the scenes. Here is oh, another young person. I love hearing young people's voices and any age voices. But Father Toby, here is our next question.
3: Hello, my name is my name is Melody and I'm nine years old. What is the oldest church?
0: Oh, what is the oldest church from Melody, Father Toby?
1: Okay, yours. another a, a day day for day for nine year olds. Thanks. Thanks very much for your um question, Melody. Uh it's a really interesting question. I have to confess I didn't know the the answer off the the top of my my head and there's a few few different answers i could i guess you could give in a away in that sadly we live in a in a in a period now actually where there are lots of um different sort of christian churches believing believing different things and so in that respect i would say the the oldest church is that is the catholic church it's the catholic church that can point all the way back to the uh, the apostles and the first followers of of Christ to its its foundations by Jesus um Christ and and in fact if you look at the names of some of the other churches like the sort of the lutherans or the or the calvinists they take their name after the sort of person who who founded that church breaking away from the 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 catholic church and not their their founder as, as Jesus as as we have but then obviously we speak about um church in in lots of lots of different ways so there's the 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 church is the the mystical body of christ which you and i melody belong to by by having been baptized isn't that an, a, an amazing thought you nine years old me you know 41 years old that we belong to the the same body of christ even though we've we've never never met I hope maybe one day we will. Maybe you'd like to come into the the studio one day. We'd love to have you ask a question on, on air or maybe even say some prayers for us on air. But even without us meeting, we still belong to the same body of Christ, which is the church. And that church also includes all the saints in heaven belong to the same church as us but we also speak about the church um when we speak about buildings and um and here the sort of the oldest uh church well the very first places if we think of as a church as where people come to celebrate mass then the first churches weren't really buildings um just for that they were they were in houses because at the at the time of um of of jesus or very shortly afterwards in most of the countries where christianity spread it wasn't you weren't allowed to be a christian um because christians said that um that jesus christ is the only true god and so in the roman empire where you were supposed to worship the emperor as as being at least a, a son of god um and you were supposed to sort of pay tribute to the the local god and all the other gods christians refusing to do that that made the the people governing the the empire pretty angry and seek to to persecute them and so we couldn't have our own buildings we had to meet sort of privately in the in the houses of um of of people who were who were christians and so amazingly in the in the church um where i was lucky enough to live in rome for for three years it's a place called san clemente and if you ever go like do do visit because what we call the new church at san clemente um isn't all that new because it dates back to the to the 12th century um so it's quite a quite a a bit older than you and me, Melody. But um, underneath the new church, there's also a church that was built in the fourth century. And some of the friars um, uh, over a hundred years ago did excavations by hand and and dug out the, the old church, which they'd had to knock in because it had become unsafe. And so they just built another church on top of the old one. And then they dug even deeper and underneath that church, there are two old first century Roman houses, um, like Roman villas. Maybe you've studied sort of Roman villas at, at, at school at some point. And, uh, and in, in one of those houses, we think that early Christians used to, used to gather in the, in the first century in, in Rome. So that would have been one of the, the oldest churches in the world. But then if we think about what are the what are the oldest um sort of church buildings, well I think um people think the oldest church building that we have sort of still the original sort of bricks in in place is called the, the Dura Europos um church. And uh I had to sort of look look this up because I wasn't sure. And when I when I looked it up they think that was built probably in about 233 years after Jesus was was born in uh, in in Syria, where there are still lots of old magnificent churches. But there are lots of places all over um uh all all over the world, and particularly in the in the Middle East and and in Europe, where Christian worship has been going on for for the best part of 2000. Yeah, so even like St. Peter's um, Basilica, if you go there in Rome, whilst that that church was only built um, in the in the 16th century, um, there was a much older church that was present on that site over the tomb of uh, St. Peter. And you can also go to the catacombs in Rome, where Christians would gather to to worship.
0: Oh, thank you, Father Toby. All right. Guess what, Father Toby, we have a caller on the line. Here we go. Hello, is this Maria? Yeah. Maria, I have got Father Toby for you. Do you want to ask him your question? Yes. Yeah. Go Hi, for Maria.
1: it. Hi, um, Maria.
4: My question is, where is heaven? Where is where
1: heaven? Is heaven. Um, That's a, a really good question um i would say maybe the best answer i could give to that is that heaven is wherever jesus is um so when jesus speaks about the the kingdom of of heaven that that's not so much a a different place but rather a new way of of being for us um, so the the kingdom of of heaven is to live in relationship with God and to live in relationship with the God who's always loved you and who knew you before you were born, Maria. Um, and if this is if, if this is maybe the Maria who I who I think it is, it's the God who loves you, even though you sometimes pop Father Toby's balloons um if it's not that Maria then then apologies for that but if it is that one then lovely to have you on the line but God always <laughs> loved loved you always loved you he's always known who you're going to be and the more that you come to love him the more you'll come to live in in heaven and one day when you when you die which will be sad for the people who you leave behind but if you've kept on loving god will be joyful and happy for you you'll see jesus you'll see god as he really is and you'll be living in the closest possi- possible relationship with him which is what it is to to live in the to live in heaven to be in the fullest relationship with god and so it's not so much a place as a as a way of existing. And the good news is that we can begin to exist in that way here and now. And so when people meet you, Maria, with your love of God, they see a little bit, a little, little taste of what heaven is like, what that looks like.
0: How's that, Maria? Is that a good answer for you? Wow, I'm speechless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, and is it Maria the Balloon Slayer? No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, but the person who 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 who, who I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Thank you, may, you, Maria. Maybe your cheeks are hurting too much from smiling again. I hope to see you soon.
0: God bless, Maria. Bye bye.
1: Thank bye you. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Oh, Father Toby, can we take another music break if that's okay to give uh, our listeners another chance to call in for more questions? Yeah, and so
1: just remind that that number's 01223 That's 01223 Does it look
3: like in it peaceful? Is it free like they say? Does the sun shine bright forever? Have your fears and your pain
0: Listeners, we have another caller. We have Mo from just outside of London. Hello, Mo. You're on the air. Oh, hello, hello. You've got <laughs> Father Toby's attention, Mo. What you got? Oh, thank you. Thank you very You're
4: much. Well, all I, hello, hello. All I wanted to say was when I heard that you were at St Clemente in in uh, Italy, I was thinking, the lucky thing, because it's such oh, a oh. beautiful place.
1: It is. It is. Oh, uh, it's and... even luckier because that. The the community also has an has an amazing cook. Um oh, really? Oh I remember thinking
4: oh, I went to visit there it's quite a long time ago, but I remember thinking, which paradise is such a beautiful church and the old crypt downstairs and the we you know it's amazing. Amazing yeah, to spend yeah. some it time be there. On everybody's
1: oh. must do list when they go to Rome.
4: Oh my goodness. How long were you there for?
1: Uh for it would have been three years, but for COVID, oh. it ended up being about two oh. and a half. Oh. oh, well, that's something to, to look back on. Gosh, yeah, that's Yeah, a, a real, real privilege in my life.
4: Oh, oh I'm not surprised. Well, it, as it happens, I mean, I haven't got much to say except that this morning I, I was reading about Emperor Constantine for some reason. I Googled it. And I knew nothing about Emperor Constantine. And I was looking at it thinking, this guy was amazing. And I was thinking, why isn't he a saint? But in fact, he didn't convert till
1: he died, till his deathbed, did he? Do you know anything about the papal It's not quite his sort of deathbed, although um, he. But it. But it's. He had a. He had a vision of a sort of a, a cross in a uh, in, yeah. in the, sort of battle at the. Um, Malavian Bridge in uh, which is sort of t- in the north of north of Rome um then his baptism was very late in his in his in his life as as was often the the custom then because there wasn't so much of the practice of um sort of frequent confession and so people sort of left baptism till late sometimes thinking well you know then i get all my sins cleansed just before i die whereas the worry if i got baptized before and then started to sin what does that mean for me but yeah, really, it's with sort of the Emperor Constantine and the and the Edict of of Milan that sort of Christianity, like first of all, becomes legal, um, and so that's when there starts to be a, a spate of church building. I think the years four, three, one, off the top of my head, um, but that's yeah, when there's at first a spate it. of church building, and then um, and then yeah. in, in due course the uh, Christianity becomes the official religion of the empire so not only is it permitted but but now it's sort of official and that and that leads to an even bigger wave of, of church building
4: yes i mean it's incredible because I, yes it's funny how you suddenly you get the r experience and you i never realized because he was a really yeah he was crucial wasn't he really for christianity yes, no
1: he's a massive figure in the in the history of of Christ yeah. of christianity not not a not a perfect figure but as God so often sort of works incredible things through
2: mm.
1: sort of Im, imperfect mm. people mm. you know as he does through 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 you 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 and I um, mm. but sometimes he picks unlike unlikely figures in in history to bring about sort of dramatic and important yes. things
0: yeah. yes well, that's very interesting very interesting <laughs> Thank you very much, Father. Uh, Mo, Mo, I've got one little bit of information from the, there's an article in uscatholic.org. And apparently what happened was, although Constantine's life made these churches and did such a great way of creating this Christian environment, allowing it to be uh, uh, celebrated and and worshipped, unfortunately, because he also uh, waged war in the name of Jesus Christ and... We all know that yeah. that just ends up being not good for anyone, the wars. Uh, yeah. That's why, supposedly, according to uscatholic.org, uh, that's why he's not yet a saint. But you never know what happens. No, he probably isn't. No, it's just he did so many wonderful things, that, you know,
4: really, I mean, crucial things, really. that yeah. as, as Father Toby says, you know, God, God uses people who are not always... <laughs> the
0: ones
4: you would think of, isn't it? Amen. Really. Amen. Yeah, that's a, US
0: Catholic is, is American, is it? I, I, uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> United States yeah. Catholic, probably, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Right, all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling, Mo. God You're bless. Welcome. Bye-bye, all the best. Bye. Oh, Father Toby, we have run out of time. What a beautiful day, having so many lovely voices joining you today on the program.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Just um, one thing before we have a closing prayer. There's a there's a question which I'll we'll, we'll answer next week, but the, a lady called Anne from from Merseyside, who lost her husband sort of 18 months ago, and I just wanted to say that um I, I'm I'm praying praying for you and my my heart goes out to you, in that and we will we will answer your 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 beautiful question next week, but be please be assured of our of our prayers in the meantime and perhaps all our listeners today might just say might just say one hail mary for for comfort and consolation for Anne, but i want to thank everybody who uh emailed in questions who sent recordings and and especially those who who called in live and there's always a certain excitement when you've got the live questions about am i going to be able to say anything sensible about this whatsoever um hopefully i did but you can be the judges of that <laughs> um but but thank you thank you to all our all our listeners and look forward to joining you next week and please do continue listening throughout the course of the day we've got lots of other great stuff coming up i just want to to thank god for this time in one another's company this time in in seeking to to come to know him better in order that we might love him more fully and we just ask that we might be be open to to all those little graces which God might offer us today, but which sometimes in our in our business we miss, and particularly to the graces that He that He offers us in 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 unlikely people who we might be too quick to uh, to think this person has nothing to teach me, nothing to to give me, and uh, and we entrust this day to our to our blessed Mother and and her care and her protection as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee.